Hey there. It's so good to be back. This is week four, this league podcast. This is your commissioner speaking, Tim Raider. Uh, you know, they say you don't know what you're missing until it's gone, but two weeks of honeymoon, not a whole lot of NFL football watching. It was enjoyable. It was nice, but I've got the week one butterflies. I don't know about you guys. It was like week one to me. I'm ready to rock and roll. Let's get the show on the road. Carson Wentz better not suck penis or I'm going to kill myself. Y'all boys ready for this? How the folks let's gather around for the best sports talk in town. We got our host, Darren, Tim, and Chris. Baby, it can't get better than this. Give out all the power rankings. Laugh at all the teams tanking. A lot of fun, a lot of surprise. Let's give it up for the guys in this league. Let's go, baby. That might not, okay, I'm just going to tell everybody right now, that might not sound like the best yeehaw, because your Zoom kind of cut out a little bit, but you know what? Yeehaw. We're all here. We I can do it, it again if you need me to. Right now, do it. Yeah! <laughs> That's going to blow some car speakers out. <laughs> that, some, that was the goal. That had some umph behind it, man. Welcome in, welcome in, boys and girls, Kenya and Ireland, wherever you're listening from. Thank you for taking the time out to click on the This League Fantasy Football Podcast. It's the usual crew. We got back fresh from the honeymoon, sun-kissed, in a tank top, showing the ring. Tim Raider, owner of the Mixed Administration, is back. What's going on? What is up? It's so good to be back, man. You guys did awesome. A couple weeks holding it down. It was great listening. Mm. And we have the commissioner of Team Let Russ Cook, Aaron Hunt, in the building. What is going on, people? And our guest this week, esteemed, first time on the pod, best Zoom background, award for best Zoom rep background, no doubt, goes to the owner of the Red Rocket. It's Clayton McLean himself. Clayton, what the hell's going on, man? Yo, what's up, guys? Happy to be here. Glad to be here with uh, Eli in my background here, putting <laughs> the double bird on Monday Night Football. Double bird action. Nothing that, better. That was legendary, man. All right. Um, Clayton, I'm going to ask you what we ask all of our guests when they first come on the pod. First of all, tell us a little about yourself. Tell the listeners about yourself. And second of all, why should a listener pick the Red Rocket to be their favorite team? You know, you know starting at the beginning of last season, I was definitely the favorite going in. And yeah, that's wild. Was, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, think about that for a second. Love you, but that's crazy. It is crazy. Um, you know, got hit with the injury bug immediately. Dak Prescott died. CMC died. A bunch of other guys died. My whole team died through a mass funeral for him. It was it was it was terrible. Um and really just haven't been able to get back over the hump since then. So, um, you know, dealing with it again this season with CMC, a um, right. couple other guys with some lingering injuries. You know, we've got Julio Jones, who's been questionable, missing practices. We've got Kenny Galladay, <clears throat> who's you, been... You're choking up, you know, man. You're choking up. <laughs> I'm crying. You, got to get I mean, you almost got to play the taps for his whole roster. We've got Kenny Galladay, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. We've got Kenny Galladay, who's 
you know, had some brutal matchups the past few weeks and has been questionable pretty much the whole season. And, you know, other than that, just uh, just really struggling to pull out the dubs so far this year. But, uh, you know, every, everybody loves a good underdog story. So uh, that's right, man. Start- hey, you need you need to uh, tell your guys to stop getting hurt. That needs oh. to be a uh, priority I'm trying, number one. Man. I'm Start, trying. Started from the bottom and still kind of there. But you know what? People love, the it. I mean, people love it. People love it. All right. Well, Clayton's going to be joining us for the entire episode, giving some color commentary on what is the usual show schedule. Uh, but before we get into all the fun, um, as some of you may know, uh, the fantasy football podcast community, which you know I think we're a part of, no matter if we have million listeners, a hundred listeners, whatever. Um, but we all recognize, uh, the fantasy pros podcast. Uh, it's a great podcast, uh, you know, with, uh, Kyle Yates and all them over there. Uh, but we lost a staple in the, in the fantasy podcast. Uh, Mike Taglier, if you haven't seen, um, passed away this past weekend due to complications with COVID. Um, I think he was, he was barely 40 probably high thirties left behind 39. Uh, yeah. 39 left behind two kids and, uh, his wife, um, his wife, Tammy. So, uh, we just want to take a second here just to, to recognize that. Um, I'm sure if you listen to other fantasy football podcasts, they're doing the same, but that's just because that's the guy he was. Um, I remember he liked, he liked one of my tweets when I tweeted at him, um, asking about like a fantasy football question or something. So that's really the only connection we have. I don't think any of us know him personally, but, we're just taking a minute to recognize that, you know, he's, he's a loss to the industry. Uh, so our hearts go out to his family, uh, the fantasy pros team and really anybody connected to him. Yeah. I've been listening to the fantasy pros ever since our league started. Uh, so that was back last year. And, uh, he was always a staple in a lot of the fantasy pros podcasts I was listening to. And I just admired a lot, his work ethic. Like a lot of people have talked about that and just, the primer, which is one of like his main things that he did, it usually was like 40,000 words, just breaking down every single player and every matchup. I mean, the dude was just so intense about fantasy football. And I think he's a small factor in why I'm so passionate about just like analysis and like even listening to the fantasy pros in the first place. He just brought so much energy. So huge loss for the industry and uh, going to miss him a lot as far as just like my daily routine, honestly. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with the show or his work personally. Um, just kind of late to the fantasy pros in general. But, you know, you can tell when someone had a lasting impression on numerous people they've met, numerous people they've never met. And, you know, the whole community is hurting. You can see that he meant a lot to a lot of people. Yeah, just to add on to that, you know, I've I've been reading his blog posts and articles since I think before he was even on fantasy pros and he was back at PFF. Wow. And um, I think, uh, you know, obviously he's one of the most influential names in fantasy football. And I think kind of like Aaron said, it's really one of the reasons that I remain passionate for, for the game and, you know, just not only being able to just have, have that bond with the guys in our league, but being able to actually like dive deep into it as well, which is, which is, Pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, his passion was never, never understated. That's for sure. He was, he's such, he was such a great listen. So uh, I think Fantasy Pros, if you want to go to their Twitter, they currently have a um, GoFundMe set up for him and his family. So uh, I know there's been just a lot of outreach and support. So 
uh, if you feel if you feel moved to go help them, that's somewhere where you could go and be pretty effective doing it. So um, the show today, we have, as usual, the week three review. I felt like this week started out pretty like chalk and then it got really interesting as the weeks went on. So we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. We have our first standings update of the year, the all awaited powerful power rankings and then the week for preview so before we get into that like every week we got the drink of the week clayton's taking a sip right now so i'll go to him last tim what are we sipping oh you know we just got back from honeymoon it's it's almost fall so it's time for everyone to remember to hydrate up it's a good old h2o thought you're about to be like it's fall pumpkin spice soda (laughs) it's boots (laughs) boots <laughs> pumpkin pumpkin spice <laughs> chocolate not water it's time to hydrate everybody don't forget <laughs> to drink your water every day all right aaron what are you sipping on well tim and i are twins today i've got h2o as well i was actually at a brewery before this and i just don't have any beer on tap so water it is fellas did you finish off the course from last week i did no nah, did tragic tragic I am drinking what I think is the most manly man to drink in public and tell people you drink them. But I had a couple guests over over the weekend, and uh, I got me a Ruby Grapefruit White Claw. Like mm. a real man. Like a real man. Definitely. You were going to say High Noon. I, I know I'm sponsored by High Noon. I'm kind of cheating right now. Don't tell them. Yeah. In my big cheater. In my sponsorship. But no. Ruby Grapefruit White Claw is my sip of the day. All right, all right. Mm. Last but not least, Mm. I am sipping on a little something dark here. You're sipping on Eli. It is the (laughs) Caribbean Amphibian. I don't think you can see that. There There we go. go. Caribbean Amphibian. It is a Caribbean double milk stout. Hot. Ooh, double milk stout. East End Brewing in Pittsburgh, PA. Is that one of those, uh, oh, what's the beer delivery service? Caver. Yeah. Is that what Shout that out Taver. Nice. Yep. Not a sponsor. Get back into that. <laughs> now that's a fall drink, Tim. That's a fall drink. Double milk. Not stout. yet. Amen, dude. Amen. All right. Enough with the BS. Let's talk some football. All right. Before we get into the week three review, we had some trades, fellas. None of them that really will knock your socks off. Maybe besides the Hayden Tim one. That has the potential to just absolutely rock the league. So we'll get to ah, that one changing. last. Um, but none we feel the need to open the trade ring for. So we'll just touch on them briefly. Right before last week, I believe it was a Friday, it was a trade between your boy, Team Fairlife, and Zach, the Dalvin Cook owner, also the owner of, um, what's his freaking team Cooking name? Cooking Up More. Cooking Up More, of course. Okay, I, can't think, I forget that. Some background. I've been trying to trade him, Alexander Madison, for a long time. Maybe thought that the, the the Dalvin Cook injury would get a first out of him like Tim and Aaron did and just robbed people last year. But that's besides the point. And I just gave him Alexander Madison for a 2023 second round pick. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts about that. I kind of felt personally victimized a little bit. I was about to go face Zach and demolish him. He was going to have to play uh you know jd mckissick in his running back slot and then all of a sudden here you your favorite dump him off <laughs> the, yeah I, I was like this kind of hurts i felt attacked like you didn't want me to win or something man i was not appreciative of that 
trying to take advantage of the situation, man. Maybe, maybe finally got a second round pick. I can respect it. I can respect it, but man, it, it was a, it hurt a little bit. I feel that. I feel that. Any thoughts from you two on the trade? Just kind of meh. Yeah, nothing really. I mean, I think it makes sense for you to try to get some value when the iron's hot. Um, and it definitely helped Zach keep it close. Otherwise, I think Tim would have really ran away with it. Oh, you're not supposed to spoil it yet, man. Just kidding. No. All right. Um, and we'll yeah. move on to the next trade real quick. Uh, like I said, potential to rock the league. Um, whenever it came across the wire, it was it was bananas. It was bananas. The, the amazing trade was Tim sends Hayden a tr- – I didn't realize it was a 2024. <laughs> Hell yeah, <laughs> baby. Hayden sends Tim a 2024. Jesus. Third round pick in exchange for DeAndre Hoppy. I'm just kidding. No. The uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers, um, who were taking on like the Packers this week, and then the Broncos, and then the Seahawks. Like, they're in there banged up. I, I was looking to get rid of them. So I'll take you back even further. All offseason, I was looking to get rid of them because we remember what they did to me in the playoffs last year. I dropped Big Ben in the offseason. Oh, yeah. I've been looking to get rid of the Steelers' defense. They screwed me over. It's personal. Um, and I got the Panthers' defense, and I'm pretty happy with how they're starting. And so I really was just looking for maybe to free up a roster spot. I don't like rostering two defenses, so I was really trying to get rid of them. Um, and this was the week I was probably going to either drop or just send everybody 2023 20, third rounders, or maybe even just a fab trade offer. So I'll take what I can get here. You know, not really going to complain about it. I'm like you, I'm like you, I hate rostering two defenses and that's actually what I'm doing right now, just because the Patriots defense is really good, but they're playing the bucks this week. And I think Tom right. is just going to go in there and annihilate them. Yeah, so, it's going to be a blowout of yeah, epic proportion. I know. I can't believe they're only plus they're only minus seven. Did you know that? I am That's like it? I'm blasting that freaking. They got to win by at least four scores. Oh no, I I would at least I would literally. Least, consider, I was thinking it would be at least a two score. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I would consider if it was, the line was like minus fifteen, I'd be like, eh, but I'd still. I'm gonna go drop bucks. some money on that right now. I didn't know that. Thank you yeah, very much. Like minus seven, it's ridiculous. Free money. Go get it. Go get it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was a trade that just came across the wire and was really interesting. So again, yeah, nothing. Was, it was a trade. It was certainly nothing. It was certainly a trade. Nothing to open the trade ring about. But let's get into these freaking week three reviews, baby. Our first matchup. We had Aaron and Team Let Russ Cook taking on Clayton and the Red Rocket. Indeed, we do. In this week three review, uh, this is titled business as usual for Aaron as Clayton loses star RB for a few weeks. That's a, that's a really long headline. That, <laughs> sounds about go right. Back to the newspaper times. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's a so, really long headline. Sounds about right. So we're looking here, Aaron, he scores 149. You'll take that any day of the week when you're pushing 150 in fantasy. Uh, he did that while getting 16 points from Tyreek Hill, Kyle Pitts, and his flex spot, Mooney. And that's 16 points combined from those three players. Nice. In a week, in a week where Tyreek Hill, Kyle Pitts, and your flex spot combined for 16 points, you might yeah, think I really that capitalized on that one. You might think you're going to lose. Like you're just going to look at that and not be very happy about it. But that being said, you got Najee Harris. Wow, the Steelers look bad. But Ooh. anyway, 
Harris breaks out. He has a breakout game. Um, it only took 14 carries and 14 catches. That's right. Ugh. 14. That's 14 points. 14 catches or PPR. Full PPR. At 19 targets as a running back. Anytime you can get your running back to get seven targets, you're super happy. 15 targets, it's unheard of. If your running back gets 19 targets, you're giddy. You're just like straight up. You're probably peeing your pants a little bit. That being said, his running statistics have been gross through three weeks, and they do not look like they're about to get any better. So that's good news for the PPR format, but also you're kind of a little on edge week to week with it. Uh, you'd like to see him get, you know, the four or five yards of carry that the elite running backs get, but I think he's hovering like around three, maybe three. He had 14 for 40 this week. Just not a not a good running showing, but the, I mean, the line sucks. The Steelers look like they're going to suck this year. Um, and the only other down, down thing I'll say about Aaron's team, and I was, when I was looking at the uh, review here, I looked at the bench, and I, I, it just said, yikes. <laughs> yikes. Aaron's bench. There, I'm, your top bench performer, not a quarterback. Uh, you had DJ Chark, who got 13 points, and then it was a couple of tight ends. Logan Thomas? Thomas and Goddard. Next to highest scoring. Like, there's no RB depth or wide receiver depth. You're rocking it. You're rocking it right now. You really are. That's why you're going to, you know, not going to say too much about the power rankings. But I just saw that's the only other thing I'll say about Aaron's side. But a good win. Like I said, if you're scoring 150 and Hill, Pitts, and those guys look like shit, eh, you're, you're going to come out happy. Uh, Clayton, not quite panic mode. One and two is not that bad. You can start 0 and 3, 0 and 4 in fantasy, especially in a 17 game season. Uh, you can start. You can start slow and come back from that. Um, but CMC going down, tough outlook. But it looks like he did. They, they didn't put him on IR, so hopefully three weeks or less, uh, and then you can get him back. But that being said, if he's out while he's out, I mean, I think you're looking. You got Naheem Hines. I think might be your best running back start. Naeem. He's getting the touches and he's electric. Colt, go Colts. I'm gonna have to agree with you, especially on the PPR front. Yeah. Yeah. Heinz is, Heinz is looking solid. So I think you'll be able to be to hold over, but you know, just a tough look. So Aaron improved to two and one Clayton one and two final score again, 149 to 114. I don't have anything to add on that boys. Go at it gently. All right. Slowly. Well, it was, it was funny because Clayton and I were together the whole weekend. We went down to enemy territory, right. went to the Western Kentucky IU game. Go Hoosiers got the win, albeit by two points. So that wasn't great. But against the mighty Hilltoppers. Uh, we yeah. top those toppers, baby. Yeah. Had a hell of a time. Shout out Hilligan's Bar in Western Kentucky, baby. Shout out America's fun. Best Value in. <laughs> that was a uh, a sketchy hotel for sure. But anyway, so all that aside, Clayton and I were together the whole weekend and it was just so funny whenever Najee was getting target after target. Cause so we were just seeing that live. And I was like, Hey, Clayton, guess what? He's like, what? Najee Harris got another catch. He's like, dude, are you serious? He was getting so pissed. It was funny, but uh, no, I, I think I agree with Tim's analysis. I think, uh, I mean, hopefully the Steelers offense sucks even more and Najee continues to get that workload through the passing game. Cause the running game is definitely not there. So I'll need to rely on that. I feel like he needs to be an Eckler-type asset for the rest of the season for me to really be in contention. 
Uh, Tyreek will bounce back. I think it's just a couple couple bad weeks. And Kyle Pitts, I mean, the whole Atlanta offense is really not looking great, which I'll get into a little later when I review some games. But, uh, yeah, my depth sucks. It sucks when you lose J.K. and Gus. I think that just was a huge hit to my team. It looks really scary. Uh, my receivers, I thought, would turn out to be good. They're they're just not. Um, they are not. Uh, and yeah, I mean, shout out to Clayton though. He put up a good effort. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, a little unfortunate for Clayton, but uh, a win's a win. You win who you win. And unfortunately, this week that was me. Um, yeah. <laughs> Which something else. Sorry. <laughs> um, I don't know. From my perspective, I'm I'm still somewhat optimistic about the season. Um, I think Tannehill still put up some pretty good numbers, 27 points. Um, when you go down the list, you know, McCaffrey, hopefully he's out only three weeks, maybe four weeks max. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And then you no, know, I, I just I just feel good about Julio Jones being able to get those targets consistently. So I'm not too worried about him. Um, Keenan Allen's going to consistently get, I think, 10 plus targets in that offense. Um, if Gronkowski is able to, you know, not be so touchdown dependent I, I and stay healthy, I think he's a consistent 15 point per week kind of guy. And then, you know, really one of the bright spots on my team this week was Cole Beasley. The Beasles, baby. Cole Beasley had Get your vaccine thir- away from me. <laughs> That's right. And yeah, he had 13 targets, 11 catches, almost 100 yards. So, you know, things are looking up there. And then my running backs on my bench looked pretty good. Naheem, almost 20. Zach Moss, almost 20. So, um, Looking like one options. of those guys would be able to hold down the fort while CMC's out. Yeah. So you got some options. <laughs> quick uh, talking NBA real quick. So they're, you know, they're talking about like in New York and California, you can't play home games if you're not vaccinated. Is that it? So that must be an NBA rule then. Cause otherwise why would Cole Beasley be allowed to play in New York? Um, it was a home I game for the Bills. Is it an NBA regulation? Oh, that's. I, I, I don't know. Point. Just a dumb, th- dumb question thought that just popped into my head, but yeah. I don't know. You know. I was talking NBA, but there's one thing I'll say before we move on from Clayton's team. Your team got a lot louder this week. You got a certain stench on your team. Um, you, you, you signed a certain, a certain free agent that's been out for a while. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Flash Gordon himself, Josh Gordon, Josh Gordon How you feel about him, man, Kansas city, awfully good, awfully good. Uh, you know, awfully good matchup. Or awfully good, awfully good landing spot. He's still looking pretty explosive and athletic from the tape that I've seen of him recently. And I feel like if he can carve out his own piece of that offense, become like the third or fourth guy, I, th- I think he'd be able to make some noise near the tail end of the season. I agree. I agree. If he doesn't, uh, if he doesn't get suspended in two weeks. <laughs> Hey, Josh Gordon, stay off the weed. <laughs> yeah, they got some weird stuff going on there. I think Gordon potentially might slot in as a number three target. 
Yeah. After after Kelsey and Hill, I mean, you know, Miko, he can easily overcome him, and then Ceh. He's just toilet sounds. He's just he's got more. the athleticism. <laughs> I mean, we're we're clearly stalling here, so you know, we're just kind of. No, I mean, I, I honestly, my last point on Josh Gordon, he honestly has that frame that I feel like Kansas City doesn't have. Like Tyreek Hill, Nicole Hardman, uh, even Denard Robinson, fast. like they're all fast, fast. littler guys, not very big. Like Josh Gordon's that bigger body that can maybe be like more of a go-to receiver. So, and we move on to our next matchup. Of course, if you recall from last week, this was the battle of the light skins, baby. We had Chris and Team Fairlife taking on Don and Team Don Perignon. Absolutely, we did. And what can we say first off, boys? Saquon is alive. He yes! does have a heartbeat. He, he is here, and I think he's here to stay, although I see a questionable tag next to him. Shut so. your mouth. He's fine. Yeah, <laughs> questionable. I mean, he scored a touchdown, I guess, so that was nice. Yeah. He, like, so not vaulted sure. over... You jumped higher than a normal human should. I was like, that's good to see. I mean, he's yeah. averaging 3.4 yards a carry, so that's nice. And, I mean, you know, I think we thought first couple weeks especially, you know, he's just going to try to get his feet wet, not going to be super involved coming off the torn ACL. But he started to look like the Saquon we thought he could be coming back off injury. So that's got to be good for Chris. I think he'll only get better. Assuming health, you know, the rest of the season. Um, Zeke all over the field on Monday Night Football. Uh, had two touchdowns, almost had three. Uh, was really close to a third. And huge snap count advantage over Pollard, which I know that was a huge concern for a lot of people who were Zeke owners. How much is Tony Pollard factoring into Zeke's workload, you know, percentage snap count, all that stuff. And, and all the metrics were in Zeke's favor uh, this game. So pretty positive across the board for Chris. However, for Don, oh, my God, Jonathan Taylor. Let's go ahead and just get that casket ready because he is dead to me after three weeks. Ooh, uh, he yikes. is so Damn. Should I Should bad. I press the button? Are you Are you calling it? Are you calling it? Uh, three calls. I think I'm calling it. I think I'm calling it. I think you need to press the button. Are you panicking on Jonathan Taylor, man? I'm panicking. I, I, I am absolutely listen. panicking. He's trying to trying to get you to trade for him. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, John. hey, Don, low key, I'm gonna have a trade offer ready for you right after this podcast. But um, no, I mean, I don't know what's going on with the Colts. I mean, you know, we got three or four people on this pod that are Colts fans. Uh, Clayton and I were listening to it on the way back from Western Kentucky. It was just, man. I mean, I feel like we are playing down to our to our competition mostly and just i don't know the the offensive line's not as good carson wentz is scrambling all over the place doesn't help he was hurt of course with the bro you know the sprained ankles but our defense doesn't look as good i don't know man we got to figure it out though and uh you know as long as the line is kind of in flux quentin nelson's out with a high ankle sprain it's not looking good for jt don's team i feel like is just kind of falling apart and especially his running back position that's going to really hurt him. Uh, he just does not have hardly any running backs that he could put out there. He desperately needs Jonathan Taylor to be an RB1, 
And I don't even know if he's an RB2 at this point, uh, especially through three weeks. Not saying he can't turn it around, but it's looking really bad for Don. Um, Chris, I think you need Calvin Ridley to start being Calvin Ridley of last year. Uh, if him and Woods can get it figured out, I say watch out for you in the weeks to come. You know, Josh Allen got back on track, had a huge game. Oh, it was beautiful. Yeah, unreal. Uh, he's looking like the Josh Allen of last year. So you won pretty convincingly, uh, but I still think that there's some uh, prove it on your team that I'm kind of looking for. Yeah. And you and you want you won 150 to 103. Yeah, second highest score on the week. Um, and honestly, I I said it last week and I stand by it. The Saquon Barkley performance I this this week I think uh, should have I don't know what the what the power rankings are, but should have at least bumped me up a spot I think because that was the hole in my team last year. Everybody knew I did not have my second overall pick, and it showed. So the fact that I think that. He's back. Um, you know, he played something like ninety percent of the snaps and was targeted a bunch, and it was it was gorgeous. Um, the fact that he's back just really, really helps me out. I am praying to the Lord Jesus Christ that Bobby Woods is just having some down weeks. <laughs> good, good Lord, Robert Woods, Mister Safe, Mister Floor, it's let me down, but it's all good. We also had a down week for T.J. Hawkinson. I think I could have. I think I could have scored even more. Um, just kind of looking at the the performance of my team, so. Uh, I was really happy to see that. If I can keep scoring consistently over 140, that's something I didn't do last year, and I think Saquon helps out a lot with that. So, good on that. Yeah, the uh, the Chris curse is real. You're currently tied, or very, like, point three points in second to last for points against. It's not, me though. Don't, it's not me, though. Don't score. No, it's, it's Jesus every time. I know you're... You're, you're putting in the extra prayers to make teams just suck against you. So, yeah, I don't, I don't have too much else to add. It was nice to see the stallion get back on, uh, back on the open road. I need a horse drop. I need a, need a, need a yeah, yeah, I do make a note. All right, ladies and gentlemen, our next matchup was maybe my favorite of the week. We had Steven, we had stretch and boys. We finally did it, boys. We finally did it. Stretch goes to his rightful place as a freaking loser, because that's what he is. He lost. Steven pulled it out. We're going to celebrate till the night ends. Final score was Steven 150, Stretch 136. And uh, that's a cause for celebration, because Stretch, this is what happens when you do not have the backs of two people to ride, okay? This was the most unstretched performance I've ever seen. Why? Because dang near everybody on his team scored in double digits and nobody scored over 30. And this is what happens. This is what happens when you have a normal fantasy week. You lose to somebody who was 0-2. Granted, Steven, coming back to him, a high score on the week by .06 points. I even texted Steven the night of Monday Night Football. I was like, can you imagine if I was playing you this week? Um, that would have been just horrendous. Um, but when you look at Steven's team, I think two words. Two words, and it is Mike Williams, oh boy. Jesus Cristo, the wide receiver two, not a wide receiver two, the wide receiver two on the year. He's looking like Justin Herbert's new heartthrob. Keenan Allen, move aside. Um, and on top of that, CH's corpse. Hey, he moved a little bit. 
15 points, which I mean, CEH at this point will probably take it. Still very confused by that situation. Um, and he also had the return of George Kittle as well, who reminded him that he is a top-tier tight end with 17 points. And really, he did all of this, scored the highest score on the week without the performances from his usual studs of Nick Chubb, Stephon Diggs, and A.J. Brown, who I think played a total of like five snaps. So uh, great week for Steven. He needed this win desperately to really kind of try to stay afloat in the Cadoba division. We all know how good that division is. So, um, and again, when you, uh, when you look at stretch, again, this is what happens when Kyler Murray and Alvin Kamara do not put up 40 points. Uh, one good thing about him is Jacoby Brissett seems to love him some Mike Kosicki action with 12 targets on the week. And maybe that will maybe offset the second straight disappointing output from Amari Cooper. So, um, again, Steven hand delivers, personalized, FedExed, overnighted that shit. The first loss, praise Jesus, to stretch this year, 150 to 136. And Strep, I, I stretch, I hope you tumble in the power rankings like you belong. That was beautiful. That was so good. And I. Stretch, I feel like we've given you so much shit about your team just like overperforming, but I I think this is what I kind of envision your team being, right? Like not going nuclear with like just two guys and you've kind of rode that for a long time. I feel like this is the first week where it's like, okay, yeah, all of these points that you're getting, they just, they make sense and you ended up coming up short. Not saying you're not a great team, I think you deserve to be up at the top, you know, as Chris says, the topper echelon of the t- of the league. Okay. Um, <laughs> but but I, I don't think you're, like, far superior, like sometimes the week shows with just Kyler Murray and Kamara going nuts. So um, I think it's, it's a good wake-up call that stretch you are beatable and you'll continue to – to get beat, I think. We know um, who they thought they were. Yeah. But I think you're going to get plenty of wins, too. So not, not taking anything away. I think you're a playoff team. But, yeah, you're you're mortal. Yeah, yeah nothing I mean, to add here. You guys covered it for me. Yeah, just to add on to that, like, um, I know this is a bit of a sneak peek to the uh, one of the next segments, but uh, I still had stretch at the top of my power rankings. And let me tell you why. Um, just the sheer explosiveness. Like, I know we always joke about it, but he could have one or two guys each go off for 30 or 40 points on any given week. And I, I think that's just kind of scary, honestly. Like, when you, when you look at each team top to bottom, I don't really see any other team where you could have multiple guys just go bonkers. And that's a really good point because I think I feel like just naturally you would look at any team and be like, every team has that. But I think Stretch, more than anybody else, has those guys opposed to some other teams like, like mine. So uh, we will move on to the next matchup. We had the owner of the Mixon administration, Tim Raider, coming back from vacation, taking on riding high fourth in the power rankings highest score last week yeah zach and cooking up mo that we did and much like i said 
in my segment when I was covering your game, Chris, that Saquon's alive. DK Metcalf is also alive. He comes to life in week three, wondering where that was weeks one and two, gets over 20 points. It was only a matter of time before Russ was cooking and threw in the ingredients that was DK Metcalf. Um, Big black nigga. (laughs) (laughs) I am black, full Uh, disclosure. Yeah, yeah, full disclosure, Chris is black. Um, I am not, but Chris is. Uh, Swift, uh, he's been a solid asset for you, you know, uh, to this point, I feel like I was kind of down on Deandre Swift, uh, going into the season. I felt like the lions were going to be bad, like really bad, like possibly bottom three team. Uh, they're actually better than we thought they were. I know they're they're own three. They are, they are. are I know they're own three. They are 0 3, but they have played decent opponents and almost beat the Ravens. They so, should have beat the Ravens. Justin, Justin Tucker. Tucker. That just snarky. That 66 yards to break the NFL record. That dude is a beast. His leg, I don't know what it's made out of, but it's special. Um, I think the story of this matchup, and I'm kind of like chomping at the bit for this because I this is just this plays <laughs> right into the narrative. Um, was the flex spots for Zach, right? So, oh, that's you know, okay. that's, that's so nasty. I'm so just looking I, I, at it. <laughs> listen, I, I get I get playing Rondale Moore. I, I do, I do. And if I were you, I might have thrown him out there again. He got 20 some points last week. The Arizona mm-hmm. Cardinals offense is explosive. D hop, not full health. I get that 100%. And it sucks that he got like 1.5 points. I, I expect him to be better the rest of the season. But, bro, Quintez Cephas? Oh, yeah. The man from Wisconsin himself. You had so many other viable options that could have gotten you, like, sure points on your bench that you just didn't go with. You went with him? I I really don't think outside of Hawk that there's been a receiving option that has even touched 20 points this year for Detroit. So it kind of looks like you just chased, you chased the points uh, of Quintez Cephas from the last couple weeks. And I think that came back to bite you pretty bad. I know he had 12 points week one, but it was a fluky touchdown. And then week two. Yeah. He, he got more targets, but ah, man, I not a lot of name value there. You, I feel like you can't trust the guy after two weeks, especially if his name is Quintez Cephas. So um, <laughs> that really hurt. Nice bounce back from Antonio Gibson. Shout out to him. Uh, I, albeit on one play alone that he got most of his point total, uh, 73 yards. It, it was, he was explosive. They need to get him the ball He's through the so air. Fast. No. He is so fast. Yeah. God. Yeah, they they Bro, got. I, I kind of like JD McKissick though. <laughs> Insert Stevens gif of the past month. <laughs> yeah. The free fall, yeah. free fall, um, Kermit. And and honestly, if you think about it, that play won you the game uh, between you and uh, Zach Welch cooking up more. So um, yeah, that's really all I have to say about it. I feel like, uh, man. I don't know if it was as much Tim won this as Zach maybe lost it. But, again, shout out to Tim. A win's a win. You move on, and you're 2-1. and one. Final score, Tim, 133. Zach, 129. 
Yeah, I can, I can, my quick little team rundown, just shout out last week. It was exactly like Jalen Hurts said in his press conference. When you take a deuce, you flush it and you move on. That was my performance <laughs> last week. Praising you know, gospel. I, I, I didn't even look at it. I'm like, I'm on, on to the next one. But anyway, so the one, the move that I almost did, I, I, it was like three minutes before game time and I had Jamar chase and I was about to put him in over D hop because I thought hop was, you know, he was hurt obviously. And if I would have done that, I would have blown him out, but all in hindsight, um, it looks like I have my quarterback of the future in Kirk cousins. Um, he looks amazing. <laughs> he does. He's been balling. Um, and so this is one of my most, you know, one of the most, uh, electric things about fantasy football is Joe Mixon, 18 carries, 90 yards, has an awesome day as a running back in the NFL. Miles Sanders had two carries and only scored like 1.5 points less than him. <laughs> I mean, he had three catches to Mixon's one, but just the fact that, you know, without a touchdown and without catches, running backs need a little help. Um, nice to see Metcalf go off. I like Waller. Swift, I tried trading in the offseason. I didn't want to touch him with a 10-foot pole. Um, he's the running back three on the year. So I'm glad that nothing happened. That's crazy. Like yeah. you said, it's, it's a good thing that the lions suck because he's getting these targets. I, w- I will say for Zach, you can't, you can't blame Dalvin cook's absence either, man. Madison, yeah. your new toy just jumped right in and didn't miss a beat on that one, man. 26 carries six catches. Uh, he, he did the business for you. It was those freaking flex spots, man. Quintez Cephas. And Matthew Stafford, too. I mean, yeah. almost 40 from him. Absolutely. I, I don't know if Rondell Moore is going to get it done in the future either. I mean, especially One more. since. No, go, go ahead. ahead, Tim. No, you go ahead. Okay. Well, I was just going to, I was just going to add this is my last thing on my team from the weekend, this performance so far is why I like my team is I can look at my bench and I've got these pieces scoring 10, 14, 22, 12, 14, 10. You know, I've, I've got the depth there that uh, should last in a long NFL 17 game season. That reminds me one thing I wanted to say, geez, we're running long today, but great conversations. Um, Tim, if I were you, man, have you ever considered, like you said, you have so many great pieces on your bench, man. You can't play them all every week. You know, like, have you thought yeah. about maybe like packaging maybe two of those guys and go and get another like staple in your lineup or something? That's just I mean, me, you know, Monday morning. I, I, I have but. been shopping around all, you know, all these first three weeks of the season. I've been shopping around. I've been doing some due diligence, but the right thing hasn't come along the way. And I'm just not in a hurry. You know, that's that's the good thing about being in my position is I don't need to force anything or rush anything. I feel like I can kind of sit back and wait for. Uh, something to fall on my lap. Yeah, man. I mean, Chase Edmonds, Javante Williams, Trey Sermon, Brandon Ayuk, Jamar Chase, all on the bench, man. Just saying. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, throw some offers my way. I'll always listen. Always open. Yeah, Kitchen's know, open. I did win the uh, did win the league last year for like the most annoying negotiator or whatever that one was. So I'll <laughs> guess I'll guess I'll get in there. But uh, all right, we will move on to the last matchup. It was Hayden. It was Anthony, and surely this ended in like uh, Anthony just blowout, right? Surely, oh, definitely. Surely, surely. Just kidding. This is the game of the week. Spike. This is the game of the week, Anthony and Hayden, right here. So we've got one team. Uh, it defeated, clinging for life, and we have last year's runner-up, 
looking to extend his hot start. Number one in the power rankings, by the way. Number one in the power rankings. So these guys, the teams jockeyed back and forth. You know, you had Hayden leading going into Monday Night Football, doing all the reverse jinxing he could do in the group chat, saying, "Ah, I'm going to lose. I can never hold up on Monday Night Football. And Anthony had CeeDee Lamb. And I don't know exactly how many points he needed, but it looks like roughly like 10, 11 points from CeeDee Lamb uh, would have got Anthony the win. But he scored nine and a half, and Hayden survives Monday Night Football. For his first victory of the year. Stunner! And stunner! Now, stunner! We, we, we say a lot on this podcast about whether somebody wins a game or whether the other person lost it. But, I mean, Hayden's team this week deserves props because I think they won this game. It wasn't about necessarily Anthony not performing well. He scored 142. Uh, Hayden with 144. He's got Mahomes with a good week. Carson with a good week. Cordero Patterson, 16 points. Claypool, 18 and he's got his trio of Allen Robinson, Cole Komet, and Sutton underperforming. Woo-hoo. Cooper Cup, 31. Cardinals defense. Cooper eight. Cup, my goodness. Jesus, I mean, man. Hayden's team performed well this week. It's something you're not really expecting. You can't – I don't think you can bank on Cordero Patterson. I don't think you can bank on your defense scoring 18 every week. But if – you know, Mahomes can put up 30. He can put up 40. That's why, you know, Hayden's not a – that's why fantasy football is awesome because, I mean – yeah, Hayden might finish dead last in the standings at the end of the year, but any given week, you know, he he's got Mahomes. That that could be enough to get him a victory. Um, not a whole lot going on, really, for Anthony, in my opinion. You know, Lamar Jackson looked kind of mortal against the Lions. The Lions just had no, in my opinion, no business like being up this late. And Jackson just kind of looked okay, but you know, a lot of questions on his arm, but luckily he can run. So, you know, you don't have to worry about that. If you're a fantasy football player, Derrick Henry, just demolishing Colts players. Not even funny. It's not fair that he's going off before it's his season. It's not tractor seat season yet. Hey, we don't, we, we held him to 113 yards. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he usually doesn't go. He usually doesn't go off until like week eight, nine, ten on. So it's unfair that he's getting these points early. Um, yeah, I mean the the Vikings receivers. You had your guys do okay. Sterling Shepard going out hurt Anthony. You know, obviously probably caused him to lose this week. But um, all in all, I'll give props to Anthony or sorry to Hayden for winning. And then I'll say uh, Anthony. You know, kind of lucks into this uh, CMC handcuff. We had a little. You know, the discussion on. The rookie draft, he's got Chubba Hubbard sitting there. Looking forward to seeing that in his lineup going forward. This game, you know, it it was funny, right? Because I was looking at it. I was like, you know, I want to just take a shot. I want to just say Hayden's going to win this. And I remember me saying, this doesn't make any sense, right? This does not make <laughs> a single lick of sense for me to make the pick. But by golly, did I make the pick? And Hayden, you came through, baby. Let's go. Uh, love that, you know, Cooper cup with 30 points. You just, you got the right point totals where you needed it and just squeaked by. And the fact that CD lamb on Monday night got 9.5, that is a gift from Jesus himself. That is unbelievable that he got only nine and a half. So, uh, props, props to Hayden. You still need a tight end. I've got three of them. Please send me an offer. You can't trade those backup tight ends. (laughs) They're my best. They're probably my best. 
They're my best bench spots. You, you my... two, that you two there had those tight ends on the trade block, and it's just not going anywhere. No, no, nobody wants Logan. Nobody wants him. <laughs> nobody wants Logan Thomas. <laughs> Isn't Logan Thomas like pretty good this year? Yeah, tight end number eight right not now. Not bad. Tight yeah, top ten tight end. Just saying, Aiden, man. hit my line. Tight ends hit my are, line, Aiden. Tight ends are kind of gross out there. All right. Well, uh, congrats to Hayden getting off the schneid against one of the best teams in the league, man. Props to you. Props to you, Hayden. Hopefully you won't be like rock bottom of the power rankings this week, but <laughs> we'll see. So quick standings update before we jump into said power rankings. We'll first hit the Chipotle division, but really just on like a grand scheme, I feel like we figured coming into this year, Chipotle division was going to be ass. Cadoba division was not going to be ass, and it's not showing that very drastically right now but with three games in you got three teams with losing records in the chipotle division uh team don perignon at the bottom uh clayton mcclain coming in fourth and hayden coming in third strictly off of uh points for all uh one and two and then you got the top two of the chipotle division what we expected aaron and anthony anthony on top of aaron uh in the Chipotle division by points for both sitting at two and one and when you go to the Cadoba division, what we thought would be the better division, you see three teams with winning records versus two teams with losing records. Coming on at the bottom of the Cadoba division, you have Steven in Mount Passmore. And then fourth, you have Zach. Uh, both of those squads at one and two. Zach just eking out Steven on points four. And then when you go into the top three, the mixed administration and Tim coming in at number three. Team Fairlife and your boy coming in at number two. And Super Camario and Stretch coming in at number one in the Cadoba division with a fairly safe um, safe lead on points four. If the season were to end today, you would have Anthony and Stretch as the winners of your division being those one and two seeds. And then the first round, you'd have a Tim and Chris matchup, and you'd have a Zach and Aaron matchup if the playoffs were to end today. And the other four teams would be in the losers bracket. So there is your standings update. Let's get on to some power rankings. Nice. Week four power rankings here, and as usual, uh, we've got myself, Aaron, and Chris. We do our uh, week by week rankings to see how teams are going to shift. Uh, Clayton performed his own personal power rankings that he'll be able to speak on here at the end. Uh, it did not affect our overall standing power rankings at all but uh very interesting on a couple things so we'll let him speak after i go after i run through him i'm excited this week man i'm excited you have hayden and then you had you know steven and or sorry uh stretch and anthony both losing they were one and two what are we doing what are we doing let's go oh yeah what we got here uh we have coming in at 10 down a spot don perignon mm-hmm. and i meant to say this earlier um Don next. Don's all eyes on 2022 draft. He's he had what four or five first round picks. Look for a, a possible quick turnaround. You know it might take a rookie's an extra year, so it might be 2023. But you inject some young studs into this lineup. He's going places. He did it right by selling off and getting those picks. That's how you want to do it if you're not going to be contending for the title. So still got to give him props for that, but it just kind of sucks to see at the bottom of the power rankings consistently. Don has three and 2022 first-round picks right now. Three 2022 Ooh. first rounds. I mean, yeah. Oh, my He's God. You get some, some young talent injected in there. And then we have tied for eighth place. Staying steady, the Red Rocket. Okay, okay. 
and up two spots from the bottom, Country Roads take Mahomes. Great week Hayden, for Hayden. Hayden beats uninspired youth and goes up a couple spots. You know, he showed, he showed that he can score some points. You I'm know, saying, he's got some guys. I'm saying, hey, don't look now. I think I had Hayden at number eight. Yeah, yeah. I, think I had a number, number eight in my power rankings. But don't look now. You know, this week, 144. Last week, 151. It's like, okay, okay. Those are, those are, those I, are formidable numbers. I'm calling them the Fighting Cooper Cups, but it's, it is what it is. And seventh, we have staying steady Mount Passmore and Steven. Brutal. Brutal. Highest score on the week. Yep. It ekes out the win. You like to. True, true. Yeah. It wasn't quite an ekeout. But anyway, six, we have down two spots with the loss. Cooking up more. Mm. Zach. I know Aaron's loving that. Love it. Keep it going. He's feisty. Roll down that hill, baby. <laughs> he's feisty again. It'll be interesting to see you know, who he plays next week. Yeah, he's got some. He's, his points for look pretty nice because he scored so much. But you know, you don't want your guys to go off in week two. You want to save it for the playoffs. Few more injuries, and uh, we're really in business here. Right. Just trying to win a game. So then we've got fifth place up one spot. Team Fairlife and Chris. Rising in the power rankings, another two and one team. Outlook's looking bright. Can't complain going up in the power rankings. Fourth place, down a spot. I find myself the Mixon administration team. Can't really complain. I feel like you know I'll, I'll be top four, maybe top five, but like all year long, my team's looking solid. Um, Coming down, probably more residual from two weeks ago's game because last week I was still number three. I think I got some residual doo-doo dropped down on me from uh, only scoring what? Like, I don't even know. I could, I could have scored 30 points. I didn't even look. I, it was such a bad week. I just threw it out, like I you said. Scored a, uh, you scored a whopping 87 points. Yeah, I, I, didn't even, I didn't even check. I have no clue. I just You flush it. You flush the number two and you move on. You move on in life. So, yeah, that's, that's probably why I go down there. Uh, three, up a spot, we have Aaron and let Russ cook. You know, coming two and one again, strong in that uh, Chipotle division there, you and Stretch. Number two is Super Camario. Uh, only one Stretch. spot. Down one <laughs> spot. And you uh Excluding Clayton unanimously between the three hosts here, first place stays steady despite the loss. Mm. Uh, team uninspired youth and Anthony. I mean, he's just come on so strong this year. He's points four is the highest. He's deservedly, I think, staying at the top. So there's 10, Team Don, Perignon, tied in eight, the Red Rocket, Country Roads, take Mahomes, seven, Mount Passmore, six, Cooking Up More, five, Team Fairlife, four, the Mixed Administration, three, Let Russ Cook, two, Super Camario, one, Team Uninspired Youth. There you go. I don't think any big shocks there. Um, Anthony loses but still remains the undisputed between at least the three podcast hosts. Number one team. I think that's definitely something to note. Um, but other than that, I kind of want to get into Clayton's. Uh, yeah. So, Clayton, go through your personal rankings real quick because I feel like they they differ not drastically, but a good amount from from 
what our consensus was. Yeah, for for being week four. Yep. Sure. So, uh, yeah, down at 10th, I had Country Roads take my homes. Another reason I kept him at 10th is because he is going down this week. So, ooh, ooh. I, I know. I am fighting words. Preview, preview, preview. I'm calling you out, Hayden. So, uh, more to come there, but uh, that's why I've got him at 10th. Ninth, I've got Don Perignon. I've got myself at eighth, uh, much like the consensus there. And seventh, I've got Zach and Cooking Up More. A little inconsistent in, in my book. Sixth, I have Mount Passmore with Steven. Number five, got Chris. And I think this one is the controversial one. I've got Anthony. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Number back your ass up. What's up? Number four in my power rankings. All of us had number one. Disrespect here. Number four. I I think it was less of the fact that I thought Anthony deserved the number four spot, but I thought the other three teams deserved one through three more than Anthony did. Okay, I'm not going to complain. You know, Um, number three, I've got. My boy, Aaron. Uh, number two, I've got the Mixon administration. Dang, bro. Let's go. Greater. You got a nosebleed way up there, Tim? <laughs> <laughs> um, and number one, I'm sorry, Chris, but I've got Kyle Stretch, Super Camario, despite the loss. Like I said before, just the explosiveness any given day, he could have two or three guys get 30-plus. And I think that's just a force to be reckoned with. Yep, that, that just about does it for my power rankings. Jeez. Yeah, I think yeah, the obvious shocker is one and four there. But, you know, it's nice to see uh, everyone else keep an eye on the power rankings and keep trying to put their input in. Oh, it's good to get another fresh perspective. Fresh, yeah. fresh, blah, blah, fresh perspectives i had a seizure i have those sometimes uh those are always good so clayton thanks for bringing the heat thanks for bringing uh you know a different viewpoint and that's your power ranking that's what i'm here for ladies and gentlemen amen let's get into these week four previews it's a big week it's a big week i think after week four you can really start to see okay four games in Who's doing bad? Who's doing good? Are we panicking on certain people? What What are we doing? I, I'm excited for, I think, next week will be our, you know, are you panicking? Are you staying calm yeah, segment? Definitely. You know? Week five, four, yeah, definitely. Four games in, you know, you can start seeing what we're going to do. So we will just jump right in to our first matchup. We have Aaron Hunt and Team Let Russ Cook taking on the high-flying, coming off the highest point score of the week, Steven and Mount Passmore as lineups currently set. Aaron and let Russ Cook has a 58% chance of victory. And looking at this game, I was, I was trying to decide who I was going to pick. Uh, this game this game comes down to two things. Assuming, obviously, health and everything, keep an eye on that George Kittle uh, injury tag because, obviously, if he doesn't have George Kittle, he has to pivot to Robert Tunyon. And that gives him at a big disadvantage going up against Aaron, who is also coming off of a great week. But the two things that I think this matchup comes down to, you got two people on each side, 
in the flex positions that are just big question marks to me. So for Aaron, as it currently stands, he's currently on the Robbie Anderson train, which is a little concerning. I think it's been clear as day these first four games that DJ Moore, praise Jesus, is the man in Carolina. He is he is the Cooper Cup to the Rams, what you know, I feel like he is to the Panthers. Um, so Robbie Anderson going in there, his point totals from the first three weeks is 12, six and one. Uh, if, if he sticks that way, that's, that's a ballsy move. That's a ballsy move, but you know, we'll see. And then when you look at Steven currently has Christian Kirk in his flex. And, uh, I feel like just with that whole Arizona offense, um, you outside Deandre Hopkins, those, those receivers are going to be dart throws every week. So he's going to be hoping that that one lands. Um, but rather surprisingly, I'm going to go with Steven this week because I think CEH continues to be at least mediocre. Um, he got a little more involved last week, started moving the offense a little bit. Of course, you got Mike Williams being the stud, but I think there is absolute magic in what Tom Brady is going to do on his return to New England. I'm not even going to play the which quarterback should Steven start this week, despite Justin Herbert coming off of a 38-point explosion. you got to start Brady this week. I can honestly see Brady getting six tutties for fun, just shredding that New England defense. And I think the magic is going to just translate to the rest of Steven's team, and he's going to pull out the upset victory this week. I'm going with Steven. Love, love, love the analysis there. Um, very close game. I think this has potential to be a, a nail biter. I'm running with Anthony here. I, Anthony, shoo, late, late, Aaron. Um, I like seeing Najee get those targets. Steelers suck. Devonta Adams is going to get 45 this week, um, and more than make up. Tyreek Hill is going to go off. I think he's he's got some juicy matchups that I think allow his guys to go off this week officially for for more than a pedestrian 18 points. I think a few of these guys might touch 30. I expect to see Aaron more at maybe pushing one, 160 to 170 in his point total this week. And I picked me, um, albeit it was very difficult. Uh, Chris had a lot of good points about Steven's team. Uh, Tom Brady against the Pats. Oh, my gosh. Magical. I, I don't, yeah, I don't even want to – I don't even want to think about that any further, really. Um, but <laughs> – I'm just going to not. <laughs> I, I, I think, um, yeah, it's really going to come down to, can I get this flex play? Correct. Uh, usually it's T Higgins, uh, but he's going to be out, which is really unfortunate because he's out for the second straight. We usually, I plug him in. He's going to get me 10 to 15 easily with upside for 20. Um, so Robbie Anderson, I, I, I'm putting him in, uh, simply because Christian McCaffrey's out and, I think they're going to get Robbie more involved with the game plan with Christian out. Matt rule came out and said, we're going to need to get Robbie Anderson, the ball more. The dude's paid 14 and a half million dollars a year. Follow the money. He's going to get the ball. He has, they, tra- they traded Dan Arnold. Can't forget about that. And they traded Dan Arnold as well. So two guys that are missing that normally would get target volume. I mean, I think by default, he's getting more targets this week. I think, I think that's a smart play this week. Yeah, Clayton, who are you going with in this matchup? No, I, I'm really feeling the uh, Robbie Anderson hype train this week. Ooh. I mean, it. coming off a career year last year 
and Matt rules really up on him. I think he is just objectively more explosive and talented than like the next guy, Terrence Marshall. They're going to get a lot more passing game since CMC's out. I don't, I don't know about Hubbard or I think he's still kind of a dart throw. So um, just for that reason, I am taking Aaron. All right. to see it. Tim, who'd you take? Uh, I took Aaron in this one. All right, Steven, it's me and you against the world, baby. Don't <laughs> let me down. Come on. That reminds me, we need to do a pick em update after this. But we will move on to the next matchup. We got your boy, Team Fairlife, and Chris taking on Zach and cooking up Mo. That is right. And sleeper currently, we got Chris at 63% chance of victory to go to three and one, which would feel nice. Three and one sounds like it's just gonna feel nice. Zach would fall to one and three. He's fought, he's fighting against that. But Josh Allen, the stallion, has a juicy matchup at home against Houston. I haven't checked the weather yet, but I mean that just feels like another 40, 45 point Josh Allen game. Uh, Zeke's got a tough matchup against Carolina. Carolina's defense, like I said, I, I love them. That they're my defense. They're looking solid. Ridley's got a good matchup. DJ Moore's got a good matchup. Hawkinson's got a good matchup. I mean, go down the line. Everybody, you got good matchups from top to bottom, pretty much. Um, and I'll just say, you know, Brian Edwards. Insert eye emoji, maybe. Brian Edwards. You know, I can't quit him. He's my drug, dude. I can't quit that man. <laughs> I mean, he's finally showing on some of that promise that w- that's why the fantasy community loves him. I mean, he he's looking like the downplay threat opposite of Ruggs. Ruggs is getting less targets. It looks like Carr is really starting to like Edwards. Um, and then, you know, Bobby Woods. I You know how I, everybody knows how I feel about Bobby Woods. It's just fun to see it actually come into real life and how he actually should be playing and He's really not a wide receiver one or two or whatever you tried to convince me when I was, when you tried to trade him to me. And, you know, I just, you know how I feel about Bobby Woods. Um, Zach, hey, listen to him, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Zach uh, you got to hope Dalvin Cook comes back. I'm looking at your roster. You got four guys questionable currently. Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones, Tyler Lockett, and Deontay Johnson. You that's like four, like, that's like maybe four of your best guys, maybe four out of five of your best guys. So you got to hope that these guys are healthy Um, and cook coming back would just be so much more talented. Um, And I'm just going to say, I'm very glad that I don't have to think about putting Hunter Renfro in my flex spot. Yummy. And with that said, I am going to pick Chris in this matchup. All I got to say is I think Josh Allen is going to go to McDonald's this week going to roll up in there and he's going to tell the person in the drive through i want a 50 piece nugget Ooh. because he's getting oh, 50 oh, points oh, this man. week Ooh, that was good. good he, that was he good. is going <laughs> to dominate houston uh and that's all i gotta say about that i think chris glides in and i had chris in this as well nice i am impressed by that analogy um something that will probably make tim very happy and i'm not sure if it's going to stick right now but as my team currently stands Bobby Woods is on the bench. Woohoo! And Where uh, belongs? and uh, the the captain, the king. No, I'm sorry, the the prince of the squad. <laughs> Michael Pittman gets the freaking start this week against Miami. Going to lead go. me to a victory. I'm choosing me as well. Um, 
I, I think the best thing for me is if Dalvin Cook comes back limited, him and Madison mm-hmm. do a weird 50-50 thing. And like you said, you you took you hit the nail on the head with the injuries. I think uh, if any of those guys are limited or questionable even going in, uh, I think that bodes well for me. So three and one, here we come, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, not a whole lot else to add from my perspective. I think um, both Saquon and Zeke had their coming out parties. Hopefully Saquon can stay healthy. Um, looks like he's he's a question mark right now. Yeah, I mean, top to bottom, I think uh, I think this one's going to Chris. A healthy Saquon is just better for football, man. He's a baller. He's a baller. All right, our next matchup. Uh, I think this was second place for game of the week. Second place. We got a juicy one for you later, but this one, definitely keep your eyes on it. And, of course, I'm talking about two teams, both two and one, both in the mighty, gritty Cadoba division. Yes, I'm talking about Tim and the Mixon administration taking on Stretch. And, by the way, I'm, I'm still not over it. Sorry, I'll stop, I'll stop, I'll stop. <laughs> uh, taking on Stretch. On grave, man. <laughs> taking on Stretch and Super Camario. Yes, indeed. So, Tim versus Stretch. Tim's got a 64% chance of victory as it stands on Sleeper. Well, I think you can say one thing for sure, that Tim is all in on his Bengals, 150%. He's got Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase starting this week. Thursday night football against the Jaguars. I expect really good output from both of those guys. What a juicy match. He's going to know, especially he's going to know real quick <laughs> how he's going to do this week. He's going to know very quick, <laughs> very quickly. Um, and especially T Higgins out. I mean, I think Jamar Chase is going to continue to eat. Tyler boy is just kind of that safety blanket. If things yeah. break down um, and you just look at some of the other matchups, Gibson against Atlanta, uh, man, you've got Waller Monday night football against the chargers. I just think, uh, they're going to show out. Um, as far as for stretch, uh, Josh Jacobs, I think he's got to play. He's got to play because, I, I mean, I think if he doesn't play, are you going to really rely on Peyton Barber to do what he did last week? I don't know if that's really possible. Uh, and then just some of the matchups as well. Kyler Murray on the road against the Rams. That's really Yeesh. tough. Division yeah. Really tough. And I think stretch is very top-heavy to where he needs – he needs Kyler to get 30 or else he, he's not going to get it from other spots. So, uh, you know, Amari Cooper against Carolina, their defense is young and, and up and coming. And, uh, you know, Denver's defense against Baltimore. I mean, I don't know. That could be negative points. So I think all in all, just up and down the lineup, uh, I really think that Tim's got it this week and continues to get on the right track. And I just don't think it'll be – all that close, but hey, stretch has proved me wrong before. But I am gonna pick uh Tim this week. I'm I'm picking Tim too. Uh I just you said something earlier, Aaron, that made perfect sense when you said like stretch's performance last week just made sense. It just made sense, right? Like, you know, you didn't have your blow-up games from your usual guys, and your your team your team performed well. You have you have a good team, but like it just makes sense if the fantasy gods are willing that Tim wins this matchup this week. Um, you mentioned the matchups. They're all just so good. Stretch definitely has a disadvantage there. And if Josh Jacobs doesn't play or is even limited, that hurts him a lot too. 
Uh, besides DeAndre Hopkins, who has a questionable tag, but we know he likes to play through injuries. And even if he doesn't, Tim with that awesome bench depth. So Tim, by all logical reasons, should win this one and send Stretch to 500. And I will pick Stretch because it's fantasy football and it's an illogical <laughs> game we're playing here. I hate it. And I, you know, I got to make up some ground in my pickums here, so I got to go against the grain. You know, I got my eyes on a couple of people for stretch. It's Mike Evans and how many points do the Bucks put up against the Patriots? Um, and then for me, or one for me is D Hop. You know, he struggled this week. He's clearly banged up, but he's going to play. But Jalen Ramsey's going to be on him. There's a chance that I might bench him for Ayuk. And that's why I'm considering a uh, chase in my starting lineup Thursday. So I can see if I need to chase some high end points or if I'm good with, you know, sticking. Ah, with I see what you did there. I see chase. So, you know, chase. A little yeah. strategy move here. If chase has a dud and gets five points, you know, I got to go higher upside, but if he gets me, you know, 10 to 15, I'll probably stick with D hop, but that's one that I, I got to keep a pivot for. No, uh, this is a tough one for me. Um, I've been kind of debating back and forth. I know I had stretch, at the top of the power rankings, this is my one versus two matchup. Yeah, one v two. I think I'm going to have to give the slight edge to Tim. Just uh, just going off of last week's performance from Stretch, it wasn't what we were typically used to seeing from Stretch. Started to see some inconsistencies. I just really like Tim's lineup top to bottom. Some juicy matchups there. So going with the Mixon administration. Oh, thanks. Very nice, very nice. That is a sweep for Tim, except for Tim picking That's right, baby. <laughs> picking stretch in that matchup. So uh, second to last game here that we will touch on, we have Team Don Perignon and Don chilling at the bottom of the power rankings. And I think all Can of we us just skip this one. Can we just skip this? I, I've got us guys here. <clears throat> Did, I, I'm just, hey, hey, no, 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 no. Give this respect because we wanted to skip Hayden Anthony last week, too. Hayden coming back, playing again, the bottom person in the power rankings. Does does Anthony have a fetish for losing against really bad teams? I don't know, but I think we're gonna find out. So let's give him oh. some respect. But we can oh, we'll we can find spend out. like we'll find out. we can spend like thirty seconds on. It. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, so sleeper has Anthony at an eighty eight percent chance of victory. Oh, my go God. one and three. <laughs> 88% chance of victory. Right now it's projected 160 to 125. Bounce back game for Anthony here. He gets to beat up on one of the weaker teams. Derrick Henry is against the Jets. Oh, no. Uh, his Vikings <laughs> wide receivers, his Vikings <laughs> wide receivers are against Cleveland's shaky secondary. Um, aside from the Chicago Bears, they're giving up points to the wideouts. Um, and Don's got to just hope that Damian Harris just soaks all of the James White targets and somehow gets like, you know, a Najee 19 target game because Don's going to really need it to pull it out of nowhere. Um, that being said, I'm picking Anthony this game. I'm, I'm picking Anthony as well. I, I got to think he's not going to go two straight losses to the bottom two teams. Again, you said fantasy football is not a logical game, but hopefully this isn't even logical. This is just like common sense, we would hope. So right. I'm picking Anthony in this one as well. Absolutely nothing to add. I think Anthony will win by 200 points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, do I even have to say it? Anthony. Don. Go. <laughs> All right, that is a sweet for Anthony. Dear God, if, if Anthony loses, I, I, this, this season gets thrown out the window. I don't know what happens. That'll be, yeah. 
That'd be crazy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have one matchup left. And you know what that means. This last matchup is our game of the week. Now, you might be thinking, Chris, what, what the hell's the game of the week? Stretch has already been went over. You know, Anthony's been over. You, Tim, Aaron, like all, all the top guys in the power rankings. Like, what, what the hell's going on? Who the, could possibly be the game of the week? Well, when I tell you what we think this game could mean, we talked amongst the host, and we're sounding the alarm. We're declaring this the first official 2021 this league win or go home game. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We have the owner of the Red Rocket, Clayton McLean himself, at one and two, taking on Hayden. I love my upsets, uh, Westfall and Country Roads take. Mahomes this week. Both teams sitting at one and two. Both teams, I think, know that they maybe belong in the bottom half of the power rankings, but dang it, if there's a time to start going, it's this week. Sleeper has Hayden with a 56% chance of victory. And I think that is understandable when you see the obvious Christian McCaffrey sized hole in Clayton's current lineup. He is attempting to replace that hole with a Naeem Hines. Colts, go Colts. See how that goes. But uh, Naeem Hines currently in his starting lineup. But honestly, I think when you get outside of that, obviously Hayden has Patrick Mahomes and Cooper Cup. Jesus Christ. But when you get outside of that, I think Clayton has the better team, overall team. Allen Robinson, I will say, is my biggest bust of the year so far. Um, He's, I don't even know he's average. I don't even think he's gotten over eight points in a week this week. You got to be counting. Yeah, you got to be counting on wide receiver one from him. Um, Cole Komet, Chase Claypool, Cordell Patterson. I mean, ah, you know, Chris Carson's fine. But again, when you look at Clayton, you know, Julio Jones, Keenan Allen, Galladay, Fant, Beasley. We saw he can put up twenty points. Uh, Ryan Tannehill with an awesome matchup against the Jets. Um, this game is close to me because again, Clayton better team. Hayden with those better pop guys. So uh, when you look at the matchups for that Mahomes, Carson, Cup stack, that that Hayden's rocking. Mahomes at Philadelphia. Carson at San Francisco. And Cup versus Arizona. Uh, I know we already wrote down our pickums. I I forgot what I even put on this one. Um, this is a tough one, man. I think... I think I'm going to go... Hayden. I'm sorry, Clayton. So I think Aww. I think that Cooper Cup, Pat Mahomes, if they show up the way they want to, a one and two Chiefs, Pat Mahomes, by the way, if they show up the way they're supposed to, I I think Hayden makes it two wins in a row and kind of keeps himself kind of sorta in the playoff consideration, I guess. Uh yeah, it's it's so tough because yeah, you make some great points, Chris. Uh I mean on Clayton's side, I feel like he's got the stability, but I'm seeing questionable tags, right? Julio's questionable. Kenny Galladay's questionable. Uh, Noah Fant, that could be a dark horse, a key piece, because uh, what KJ Hamler just tore his ACL. So mm-hmm. maybe there's some vacated targets there. That's a nice pivot from Gronk. And uh, Cole Beasley has a juicy matchup. Uh, but when I go to the running backs, man, Ah, uh, Naheem Hines. It's brutal, brutal. You're real. You're really hoping on those receptions coming to him, and 
I mean, heck, do we even know if Carson will play this week? I mean, he's just so beat up. And then Mike Davis, not the workhorse we thought he was going to be. Cordell Patterson, way more involved. So he's pretty volatile. Um, I feel like Cordero and Mike Davis kind of just cancel each other out. I, I, I think I'm going to just barely go with Hayden. I love you, Clayton. But losing McCaffrey, if you had him in the lineup, I, I'd pick you. 100%. I was going to say that too. That That's easy. 100%. That's easy I, 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 think, I think he covers over a multitude of sins when it comes to your lineup. But, but – Man, just Mahomes and Cup, their potential, it's scary. And I, I, I just think he's got too much firepower. So two there for Hayden. I feel like this is an appropriate spot to bring up the text from this morning. What do you guys think? I'm going to do it. Okay. This morning, we were all welcomed with a text from Anthony that says, is the podcast guest spot cursed? Oh, Yeah. He did I was going to mention this. Diving. Zach and Hayden were guests in the offseason and lost week one matchups. Steven is a guest following week one and loses in week two. Anthony was the guest last week, and he lost to Hayden to this week. Hayden. Oh. So by default, I am picking Hayden because our current guest is Clayton McClain. Oh, the and curse. And so with no other reasoning than that, I'm buying into the podcast curse. I'm sorry, Clayton. Thanks for coming on, but I'm going to pick Hayden because of that. All right, Clayton, man, defend your honor, bro. Defend your honor. You have witchcraft and logic going against you. <laughs> I am determined to break this curse. man. <laughs> I it's love just, it. It's just not going to happen. It's not a thing. It's, it's a myth. We'll it's find like, out. Uh, it's like, you know, Area 51, Loch Ness Monster. No, she's real. Don't you say that curse. about Nessie. <laughs> that's like she they're all they're all in the same realm um no i got i gotta pick myself right i gotta pick myself i've i've got nothing more really to lose i've already lost mccaffrey <laughs> my guys are so banged up right now but if if i can if i can pull out i think even an average week i think i can i think i can pull it out you know what hayden this one goes out to you. I know you're getting married here in a couple of weeks. I, sh- I and I'm in your wedding. I should be nice to you, but uh, no, it's 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 not happening. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take you down this week. You know what's scarier yeah. than a team with nothing to lose? Nothing. What? Nothing. That's right. Let's do this, man. Uh, for the sake of time, we'll skip over the pickums update. But just know, I'm pretty sure I'm winning. I'm pretty sure I'm winning the pickups. So, freaking Matthew Barry. For now. Matthew for Chris now. Aaron Tim. Chris Aaron Tim. 12 11 7. Yep. That's I'm it. going back to back. Bang, bang. And there you have it. There you have it. Episode 26 of the This League Fantasy Football Podcast might be our longest yet. We will see. You we'll say 46? 30. 26. Did I say 46? <laughs> no. I, I heard 26. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> I'm crazy. You're good. I'm You're crazy. Good. I know I have seizures, but geez, come on, man. Um, as always, follow us on the social media. You get score updates. You get my cute little art stuff that I do that comes along with every episode. Don't want to miss those. You get the get those on Twitter and Instagram at this league underscore pod. As always, subscribe, share us with your friends. Uh, what else you do? 
what else you do? I feel like whatever you else you do, you just do it really aggressively. Just like, yeah, you maybe stomp on something, like just, just obliterate, kill something, you slap like, it. I don't know, limb I, from limb, obliterate, <laughs> blow it up, pull it limb from limb. Oh, and uh, to all our listeners out there, be sure to check out our social media next couple of days. Um, hopefully, you'll see my sweet Zoom background right now. Oh yeah, oh yeah, don't forget, don't want to miss that one out. But also, just maybe just click the like button. I don't know, Aaron didn't also like. Yeah, just like, no. just like. <laughs> I don't even need to say it anymore, guys. Just freaking click it. All right, that's all you got to do. Aaron, then they listen to us. Yeah, yeah. Just just click the button. <laughs> that's all you got to do, guys. That's probably, it. probably. All right. Well, Clayton, thanks for hopping on, man. Uh, we enjoyed looking at that sexy mug of yours all, all pod long. Uh, any last words for the listeners? I mean, it's you against the world this week, man. You got the podcast curse to break you got no christian mccaffrey any last words no thanks for having me guys it was a blast and i am um, looking forward to breaking that curse red all rocket right. in the building all right man hurt yourself i'm just gonna be like celebrating stretches loss all week uh so if you need me i'll be over here baby i'm chris i'm signing out peace who day go Bengals. i'm aaron gonna get Whee! Let's all celebrate, Let's all celebrate and have a good time. See you, Red Rocket. We are now recording, so. No more racist stuff, Clayton, all right? Damn it.